You're listening to the Homeboys Podcast, recorded in our Indiana office and with combined 40 years of experience. Here's your hosts, Clint and Scott. Hey, what's up, real estate investors? Hope you're having a great day today. We are the Homeboys, and this is the Homeboys Podcast. We got an exciting topic today. Do you sell your house? We're going to be talking about your personal house, your investment house, any house that you have. Um, the real estate market is still on fire. It's uh, a topic that comes up a lot, and people, do you rush to sell? Do you not? What do you do? As always, I'm here with my delightful and very charming co-host, Mr. Adams. How's it going? Good, good. You and I are both uh, swamped at work, a little behind, a little stressed, but uh, good things going on. A lot of good things, but like whenever my to-do list just keeps growing and doesn't shrink, I get, uh, I feel like I get anxiety more in my, uh, in my older age with it. And we were just talking about it. My, my office is just stacks of papers everywhere and very far from a paperless uh, society that a lot of people think that, uh, that we're in these days. You and I are pretty paperless normally, but both of us are in the same position right now where we're both really behind and both of our desks, which is very unusual for me. I'm, I'm OCD. I keep a really clean desk. My, my world is insane too right now. But, you know, someone that I really respect a lot, um, who we're going to have on the podcast sometime and, and talk to him about how he became a successful real estate investor. He told me having a, an inbox that's overflowing is a great problem to have because it means you've got a lot of business. I guess, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's hard when you're in the storm. Yeah. You know, have you seen, uh, is it the one with Jim Carrey? Is it Bruce almighty? Yeah. Yeah. You know, whenever he starts responding to all the prayers and yeah. then he does post-it notes, right. And then there's just post-it notes <laughs> right. all over the place. I feel like that that's kind of my life right now, but you know, it's uh, it's good. We got a, a lot of exciting things going yeah. on too. We've got some big projects, some commercial project, commercial projects that yep. are in the works and uh, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. But it's a lot of work. It is. Yeah. We'll be doing a, a feature of a property that we'll have available here coming up. Again, a commercial property. Obviously, we always have houses available, but we've got a commercial property that became available again. It's a property that had a lot of, uh, you know, uh, ground issues that, that we fixed when we bought it. And um, and some of those things scared our buyer away. So it's going to be back available again. Yeah. Yeah, which is great. It's a great commercial property. So it is. We watch just, for that. We just got done, you know, kind of going through that. And sure. All of our other inventory. And we're going to go out in the field and go look at it, too, next I week. I know. It's always exciting to yeah. get the heck out of the office. Maybe we'll, we'll incorporate a meal right. you know, into it <laughs> like, we, uh, like we like to do. Still uh, still in the worst shape of my life. You know, I yeah. keep talking about that on every podcast. It doesn't seem to get any better. I but, added uh, on my calendar every other day I have read Bible, you know, at a different time to remind me. And then I added exercise. So I've made the first step. I've added it my calendar to exercise it's we have not talked about this this is just kind of freestyling yeah but you know i went to a paper planner yep and part of my planner is your daily big three and faith is always part of my daily big three good and i feel like my my walk is not probably where it needs to be and it probably never is you're always you know on that walk to improve but then also eat better and exercise has been on there for months and by I've, eat better you know, do you mean more steaks and like better quality steaks 
I believe <laughs> I believe that 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 the the protein is a is a good thing. I think sure. that diet you know should have a lot of a lot of, of you know meat, chicken, yeah, pork, fish, all that's all the fun stuff. But for me, you know, I think everyone in this office knows that I'm a candy addict, and there are four or five candy jars around our office mm-hmm. that I just can't say no to. Yeah, and I just keep eating crap. Yeah. And I wonder why I have a mouthful of implants and crowns <laughs> and cavities and fillings and, you know, all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, yeah. My, uh, my oldest cut out gluten. My youngest is, uh, has celiac and, and, um, so doesn't eat gluten. Mandy's kind of gluten intolerant. And, uh, so she cut out gluten. My oldest cut out gluten and shed a bunch of weight just like that. Not even trying. It's amazing how much, um, you know, eating those breads and all that right. stuff. Oh, it is. You know, Mandy's also Scott intolerant. Also, yes. right? <laughs> Everyone's Scott intolerant. My, my, oh, I'm God very lucky. Her. She, she tolerates me. She's actually Scott tolerant. Somehow, I landed one that's Scott tolerant. But she doesn't think you're funny, though, right? No. We talk about that, you no. know. Like my wife doesn't. Think no. So, funny, so the, you know, oh, I've like got some a, of the things you share with me. I'm like, man, it's funny. She's like, oh, oh, yeah, Mandy, I've got a great she one. She thinks I'm an idiot. So we have a cat, a one-eyed cat. You know, we rescue all kinds of broken animals, and we've got this one-eyed cat. And Mandy loves this cat. Loves it. It's, I mean, it's her. It's her pet. It's a child well, almost. Well, yeah. somehow the cat got in the dryer, and I guess it was warm in there or something. You know, the door's open. Okay. It's a front loader, uh-huh. so you know. Door. She leaves it open yeah. and hopped in there, and she closed it and started it yesterday. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and immediately, blood curdling scream, you know, and opened it. You know, it's it's just one turn. Okay, <laughs> you know, it's cat's fine. Yeah, but. I wouldn't let it go because the cat was fine. So then it became funny to me. So I'd be like, the cat would walk by and I'd be like, that cat looks super dry. <laughs> she doesn't think that's funny at all. She thinks you're a sadistic bastard. Uh-huh. I'm like, does that cat look fluffier than normal? <laughs> she doesn't think any of it's funny. Any of it. Well, you know, at least we could come to the office and we can laugh at each other's right. jokes, you know, but, uh, but anyhow, speaking of something a little more seriously, uh, a topic that is really hot now. My friends, family, coworkers, uh, clients, they're all asking, because the real estate market is so crazy, do I sell my house? Right. You know, so we could take this a couple different couple different ways. So let's start off with wanna start off with personal home? Yeah. Sure. Start off with a with a with your personal home. Right. So if you are a homeowner and the market is insanely, you know, on fire. Do you cash in and try and sell your house and try to reap those rewards and move on to something else? Where well, do you go? Well, Where there's nothing go? wrong with that. You know, there's, you know, there's nothing wrong with ringing the register, as we like to say. You know, when when property values are high, there's nothing wrong with selling. You know, we're not big believers in timing of markets. We believe in investing in real estate as a long-term core. Uh, tenant to a successful financial health. However, when the when the prices are high, you can't blame somebody for wanting to sell. However, it's what you and I tell each other when we come to each other and say, hey, should we sell our personal houses? You got to live somewhere. And so if it's a personal house, you're going to have to live somewhere. And if you're always trying to time the market, you're not always going to get it right. And you know you could end up not making as much as you think. You could probably make some, mm-hmm. but why... why 
there's a quality of life ish, issue. You, you always say, you know, huge. You, you, you wanted to plant your flag. Mm-hmm. You believe in owning your land and planting your flag there. And there's something really true to that. However, I understand why people would do it and try to time the market. Um, it's easy to time on the sell. It's usually harder to time on the buy. You know, people think it's a down market mm-hmm. and then it's not. Um, you know, that it's hard to, to time the market. So I understand wanting to do it, but you got to plant your flag somewhere. And it's not something I recommend doing just to ring the register. Um, you know, we believe in selling maybe some commercial assets if you have them to ring the register. But again, the, the tenets of what you and I believe in is long-term investing for financial gains, right. long-term holding. So... You know, if you're looking at if you're looking at selling your house, I think it's important to note that you know the government does make it a little more appealing to sell your house. Also, yep. um, you know, I'm not an accountant. You know, always you know consult an accountant for for you know tax rules and and all of that uh, all that stuff. Oh, it's uh, it's never a fun topic. Were you about you know, to say junk taxes. and all it that? Is, junk. Yeah, it is junk. You know, but nobody likes paying taxes. But the government makes it easy because in most cases, you do not pay taxes whenever you sell your house. I, the, the rule used to be, and I think it still is, but again, consult your accountant, that if you've lived in the home two out of the last five years, you don't pay any capital gains tax on it. It's tax-free. Is it up to a certain amount? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't, I don't, you would think that I w- we would be experts at this, but the truth is... is- we we have experts who work for us. And the other reason why we us. why we don't know is that would be much more challenging in Indiana. Yeah. You know, for a certain amount. I mean, if you're in California and some of the run ups that California have, you know, you're talking, you know, millions of dollars sometimes. Right. You know, in gains, you know, um that, that could be different. But here in Indiana, you know, I always say it's we're not a um what we do is not flip this house, you right. know, on cable T V you know, your margins are a lot smaller. So that if there was a rule, that probably doesn't apply. But, you know, that, that's pretty attractive being able to sell your house for a large gain and then also not have the, have the you know, the tax liability. It is. It's a, I understand why that's very attractive in the short term. It's, it's hard to not feel greedy and go after that. But it's hard to time it. These are the reasons why it doesn't work. It's hard to time it whether you're buying or not, you know, and, and it's hard to time buying in what you want. If it's for you, um, you know, it's just makes it there's, it's complicated then because it's so much emotion gets involved. And the other part is we just don't believe in selling real estate, period. We believe in gathering wealth through real estate. Through ownership of yeah. real estate. I mean, I don't like to ever sell any houses. Now, we're, we develop real estate. We redevelop, you know, houses. We, we rehab houses. Uh, we flip houses and I would love to never sell any of them, but our business model is not, you know, build 5,000 houses a year for ourselves to hold. We'd run out of money, you know, right. quicker than we could, but I don't like selling any houses ever period. And, and, you know, sure you can try to time markets and sell here and sell there, but you want a strategy that doesn't take much thought and is kind of foolproof. You just don't ever sell real estate. And I think quality of life, while we're talking about our personal houses, and we'll get into investments later, but, you know, the quality of life portion that you mentioned is huge. You know, I, I got married in 2015, and, but prior, prior to that, I moved a lot. 
I if I could if I could sell my house and make a profit, I always did. But you know, when you're when you're single with no kids, it's a lot easier to 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 sell your house. I'm you know we talk about planting your flag. I I always had the goal of being able to find land, and then once I found what I wanted, then stay there. Right. You know, thank the good Lord, I'm I'm there now. But this is my thirteenth place since '01. Um, so I moved a bunch, yeah. and it did afford me, you know, uh, some some savings. I you know, I made money on most all of those places. There was mm-hmm. one during the Great Recession that we've talked about before, where I got real close to breaking even on. But the, the rest of them, you know, I did pretty well on. Right. But you know, now I've got you know a wife. I've got you know two and five year old girls that um, you know upending you know your personal life just or, to ring the register just to ring the register yeah. I think it's silly yeah. um, you know and and because of the business that we're in I'm a project guy you know I'm always wanting to do stuff you know whether it's you know remodel this or you know add to this or do that you know and it takes its toll on family you know it does. You know, we're for sure we're um, we haven't started it yet, but we're doing a uh, we have a detached garage. We're going to be doing a remodel on that detached garage. And look, you know, we're going to have we're going to have contractors in and out for, right. you know, a couple of months. It sucks you know, doing this. It's it's hard. Yeah. You know, it's it takes its toll, you know, on the family, yeah. you know, for sure. So I mean, if you're I, doing enough other real estate, then it, it makes it easy because then you can just. You you live where you want to live. You move when you want to move for for family reasons, and you don't you don't base what your family does on money. You know it, it's it comes down to also you know kind of the order of your priorities, which should be God, family, you know, country, and then money. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's so if you live that way, then you're not going to always time the market with with your own house. And you haven't sold all of those houses either. You still have some of them. Still do. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. which which is another point that I do want to talk about, which is most of the time, if you're going to move, you know, you're not looking to sell just to make money. In, in a normal market, you're just wanting to move to another house, maybe, you know, upgrade because you've got the next job that everyone does. You know, we think you should probably keep your old house and not sell it. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't even think of that as an option. When they're looking at a new house to move to, they sell their house. There's a lot of other options out there. Lots of other options. You know, keeping these houses is a great way to build wealth. Now, keep in mind, your house probably won't be as great as far as returns go as if you were to, like, find a, a group like us and buy mm-hmm. a turnkey investment that. You know, we know how to pinpoint the ones that have the best returns on them. Your personal house probably won't have the greatest returns out there. However, you already own it. You know, you've likely already paid down that debt some. You know, there's a lot of options to keep that um, and still be able to upgrade to the next house and have a tenant pay that house off for you. I think that's a great point because I say a lot of my personal friends, they'll come to me whenever they're they're, they're wanting to, to sell their house or talk about their next move and you know, in a lot of a lot of cases, you know, I, I will tell them like, well, you know, if you thought about turning it into a rental, because it could probably pay your kids way through college. Right. Um, you know, we we have, you know, one client that's a close close friend of mine. His name's Patrick. Um, he owns a house over on the west side. And I was ta- um, texting with him last night. He's in a unique situation where he had to move away in like two thousand seven 
eight, and he, he moved away to South Bend. So it was a really bad time to sell, so we turned his house into a rental. Well, during that time, he's had the same tenant in his house that whole time. He's had awesome. a tenant in there for 13 years. And if it's not 13, it could be 11 or 12, it's somewhere in there. But during that time, he's paid off that house. That yeah. tenant has paid the house off you know, during that time. So, you know, he's asking me, um, you know, what to do. And, you know, at this point in time, you know, I I feel like you have made a lot of that money. And, you know, if you do choose to ring the register, you know, on something like that, and we're getting into investment property a little bit, and we need to, you know, touch on that a little bit more in detail. But, but, you know, in those situations, maybe maybe it works. But um, going back to your personal house, the other thing is, if you sell your personal house right now, not only does it cause, you know, stress amongst your family and all the, you know, the moving, moving sucks. Um, you know, I've done it 13 yeah. times, you know, since I've been in Indianapolis, but where do you go? Right. You've got to so, go somewhere. There's nothing no. on the market right now. Right. There's no, so you're going to be paying, you're going to be buying in at the same high prices that mm-hmm. you sold. You know, so the, the only option there, if you really want to time this and you're only worried about cash, it's to rent for the interim and rentals so are hard sell to and then rent, rent and wait for the market to mm-hmm. drop, which who knows when, you know, when the bottom is that I always feel like the bottom is harder to find than the top. You know, I, both are hard to find, um, you know, precisely, but I feel like the bottom's always hard, to, harder to get close on to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when, when the market drops, if it drops, there's so much stimulation going on out there that you and I are both big pessimists on, on what the market is right now. Not just housing market. We mean the economy in general. Mm-hmm. We're big pessimists on it. Big time. And, um, and it's, so we think it's coming, but it might not. We've been wrong before. And if it does come, there's a chance it just flattens instead of really drops as far as home values yeah. are concerned. You know, the overall economy with possible inflation going on, you in a case like that, if there's if there's hyperinflation or even just a, a little bit above average inflation, sometimes in a recession, the prices of homes don't drop. They just stay flat when, in those cases. And we know. saw a lot of that in the Great Recession. Right. So, you know, it's like you sell to ring the register, but then you're, you're, you're going to be buying in. Um, you yeah, know. so you, you, make, you make 50 grand and then you buy something and overpay right. you know, by 50 grand. Because people right now, I mean... You know, we've talked about it on here before, you know, going in at list price isn't even really an option in, in most, you know, markets within Indianapolis that, you know, if you want the house that goes on the market, you have to go over list price. A lot of times there's an appraisal contingency on there that if it, the house doesn't appraise, then you're responsible for, for that money. So the house isn't, if they're telling you that the house isn't even worth what you're paying for and people are still doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... It's the wild, wild west, man. Right. It's, uh, it's just, it's bonkers. Yeah. It's hard to explain. Yeah. And I keep coming back, though, to you don't have to overthink this, though, if you're a real estate uh, holder. If you hold real estate, you don't have to think about all this stuff. If you're in a home where you and your family want to be, stay there. Mm-hmm. You know, just own. And if you want to move for your family's sake, then move. And maybe not sell your house, even though the market's high. I understand cashing in, but, you know... It's hard to go out and motivate yourself to go buy rental properties. You know, I think that's the biggest problem most folks have with becoming real estate investors. It's simply just the motivation to get up and just go do it. It's that simple. However, that's the hardest step. So you've already got that baked into the system. If you're going to move, 
Just don't sell your house. Just turn it into a rental. Mm -hmm. Let a tenant pay it off. Um, you know, you want to talk about a great little piggy bank that that house turns into. It's a it's an amazing tool to to financial freedom. You know, and it, and it's the easiest way. And you know what we've we've seen this with clients where they do that and then they get they see what the numbers are like and then they want to buy more. Mm -hmm. You know, it can be a an instant. Uh, you know, it can fire them up to to want to own more when they see what that does. Right. You know, a lot of people see the idea of owning real estate and what it does for them. They see it, but they've ne they haven't experienced it. And when they experience it and they really see it in real life in their accounts, you know, it fires them up. You know? Absolutely. And this is a great way to get yourself excited about it. You know, just, I think everyone should consider before they sell their house, their personal house, I think they should at least consider it. That's all, you know. Yeah. Whether they sell it or not, mm -hmm. I understand. But not enough people look at that part of their life and say, oh, could this be a rental? They just automatically say, well, we're moving, so I need right. to sell my house. That's fine. But we suggest that you at least think to yourself first, what if I turn this into a rental? And just run the numbers on that. I think you would be amazed how often the better option for you is to keep the house and turn it into a mm -hmm. rental. You don't have to do any of the work either. There's companies like ours. We have you know, property management companies across the nation that will manage it for you for very small fees, do all of the work, and you just get that mailbox money. Mailbox money is yeah. awesome. So, so it's, it's, it goes back. I mean, you really got to do a financial analysis on your own personal home. You know, what, what do you think you're going to make, you know, on it? You know, how much are you going to overpay for your next home? What are the tax benefits um, that you have from owning a home because, you know, the interest on a mortgage, you know, is tax deductible as well. There's, there's lots of factors, but, you know, I, I kind of keep going back to, you know, family is very important. Right. And, you know, so what about investment homes then? It's challenging. What, what do you think people should do with investment homes right now? Well, I'm a believer in holding real estate. Um, I don't really like to, you know, buy and sell a lot. I mean, I do a little, but, I mean, a very small percentage, you know, of what you and I own together or what, you know, I own personally. You know, you go back, I mean, a lot of these homes I've had for a very, very long time. Um, I've got LLC set up for my girls that, um, you know, I have the dream of one day that whenever they graduate college, then they've got a portfolio of real estate that's paid off and they can decide what they want to do with it at that point. But, you know, making them, you know, financially secure, you know, is a, is a huge goal of mine. So, okay, let me pause you there. So with your plan, your kids are going to graduate college and be handed keys to houses that are nice houses that someone else is paying the rent on and they will have no debt. And you will have done that by spending a ton of money out of your own pocket or. No, how, I have, uh, you know, I, I, I'm putting 20% down, you know, okay. on, you know, on, on these, a lot of these are, you know, homes that you know, we'll acquire through, through here. And I kind of earmark it as one right. for one for my girls. Right. Um, but you know, I only do two, two a year. I do one each a year. Right. That's, you know, I'm not doing, you know, a lot, but, um, so that's but, an example. You know, I, of I, I have debt on it. You know, I tried my personal, um, you know, strategy is I like them to be on 15 year lo loans, 15 year notes. Um, and I really don't use, any of the positive cash flow for anything other than paying down the debt. Right. So I have those two LLCs set up. I'm in the process of, of adding, um, you know, one a year to, to each of them. Uh, but 
I, I then, you know, I run it through my accounting, you know, software, you know, they have separate bank accounts. If there's extra money, then I use it to pay down the debt. Okay. And I'm aggressive at paying down the debt. Right. Don't, we don't live off the money. It's there for their future and their financial security is something that, you know, me and my wife are very passionate about. I think it's very admirable, admirable. And I think that I want to just break this down one more time, just real simple, mm-hmm. because not only do I think it's admirable, but I think it's very achievable for anyone that's listening. I don't care what your income level is. I believe this is achievable. Whether you want to leave them for your kids or you want them for your own retirement. Hey, screw the kids. They got college educations. They can earn their own. Keep it for yourself. Either way, either way, he's saying he's putting 20% down. So on a $100,000 house, he's putting $20,000 out of his pocket. He's saved up 20 grand per house. And then by the time his kids graduate college, they're going to own assets worth, you know, with just say three to 4% appreciation over 200,000 each house that cost him 20. So $20,000 out of his pocket in 15 to 20 years, they will be worth $200,000 paid off free and clear. And he's going to hand them to his kids. Correct. So 20,000, that's about all it takes. That's it. Okay. I just wanted to bring that down. And, you know, the the goal is, you know, to have them wealthy, right? you know, at a a very early age. And, you know, I, I say what what they want to do with it. Of course, they're going to have to prove that they are, you know, financially responsible before the keys are just handed over. Like because it. there's no way in the world, like Scott Adams at 22, oh, I'd, 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 I'd hand over the keys. Your kids <laughs> are totally, not going to be I'm Scott totally, Adams. I'm or, totally joking. No. But you're me at 22. Right. You know, I, you know. No. But your kids aren't going to be like you and I were. We were idiots. But but I, there is also some responsibility in it versus giving some kid cash. You know, I, I, I grew up, as you know, in a very wealthy area. And, and I saw... Um, cash given to kids ruin their lives and, and cost, cost some lives. I saw it ruin a lot of lives, Mm -hmm. kids that didn't have to work for it and were given it too soon, but there's some responsibility that comes with a house too. You know, it's, it's not all sunshine and rainbows and just a pile of cash. There's some responsibility to it. It's a good lesson. I believe, I think it's a neat thing. I think it's very admirable. And I just wanted to make sure everyone who is listening understands how easy that is to do. It sounds very difficult. Wait, you're, ki- you're just going to give your kids a bunch of rentals when they graduate college? Free and clear? Yeah. And it didn't cost him hardly anything. You know, correct. It's very doable. So I'm sorry. I, I know I got us off, off no, topic there it, a little bit. Balance says she wants to, to come work with Daddy and Uncle Scott anyway. So, no. so, you know, I'm definitely not going to push that down, down, uh, down their throats because yeah. we— uh, we have a lot of stress in here. Yeah. A lot of stress in here too. I tell everyone I'm actually only 25 years old. It's just right. this business has made me look like this. <laughs> you know, but uh, no, I like your other quote. It's I'm I'm what is it? The thicker skin. Everyone like, thinks I'm putting on weight. I'm not. I'm just actually getting thicker skin. <laughs> you know? That's so funny. <laughs> you know? This is a tough business. But it's true, but you know, I, I don't want to I don't want to scare off people by, you know, us talking about how tough this business is. You know, keep in mind with some of the stuff that we have, you know, under construction and, you know, we're, we're pushing, you know, over a thousand doors that, that we manage. Um, yeah, and well, and we're not, we're not telling people to go out and, and, and start up property management. Yeah, don't do what we do. Know. We're It's a tough business for us, meaning that all of our owners get to sit back and get mailbox money. Correct. You know, we're the ones who have it rough, not, not the investors. Exactly. You know, so I don't know why we were dumb enough to actually want to do all well, this that's hard a, work. You know, the other thing is, you know, we, we talk, we've talked about the labor gap and, you know, kids not being interested in trade work. We take care of all of that for our clients. Right. 
we have all of that that's stuff. That's our problem, not theirs. Correct. You know, so so it's it's not all uh, glass half empty type stuff. <laughs> like 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 you know, we, we say on here sometimes, you know, about our stress levels. You know, we've been very blessed to to have a business that's got lots of moving parts to it and you know, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. And right. that's, that's, there's a reason why there's really, you know, three, four, five reputable companies in Indianapolis that, you know, that do it. And we yeah. all know one another um, and, you know, why we see so many other people fail at it. But helping people take their next steps with real estate, whether it is their personal home and they want to talk to us, you know, we love to help facilitate that or, you know, talk through, you know, what our thought process is. Or if it's, you know, you want a portfolio of 10 properties for yourself or you want to start up some LLCs for your kids. Um, that's something that we're very passionate about and, you know, helping Makes it people worth achieve it. it. But, it, but, you know, really, you know, holding, you know, of real estate, there's, a, there's an old Seinfeld when he's uh, getting, a, uh, he's getting a, a rental car. He had a rental car reservation and then goes up there. It's like, sorry, we don't have any cars. He's like, well, but I had a reservation. He said, it's the holding of it that is the most He's important like, Do you know part. how reservations work? <laughs> no, I don't think you do. Anybody can just take them. <laughs> but, uh, but I think that kind of applies, you know, here too, because we're in a market where it's like, it's so easy, you know, to, to, to sell your place right, right now, but staying the course, keeping a long-term, you know, approach to it, and holding the real estate long term, it's amazing. I tell, I, I say this all the time because you know I'm at a point in my career where you know I've been doing it close to 20 years, but really the fruits of the labor from you know 20 years ago, you really started to see it pay off. Like you know five, you know six years ago, it's amazing what making good real estate decisions today. It's amazing what your portfolio will be in 15 years and 15 years goes by very fast. You know, and I'm not talking about, you know, crazy decisions. I mean, it's just you analyzing one at a time and making smart decisions. We got a, we got a guy from California that's, that's, uh, you know, kind of, uh, he's buying a a commercial, you know, project off of us and he's a residential, uh, homeowner investor here with us as well. You know, and he's talked about what he's done over the years with real estate, you know, and he's probably in his sixties. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's retired. So, yeah. But, you know, he, he, he did it slowly and it's amazing what he's done by making good decisions throughout his life. And, you know, he, he's, he's built this amazing portfolio with, with a, he's got a FedEx facility where he owns the building. He owns some buildings that some fast food restaurants are in. He has houses here and in different markets. People think, oh, he must've been rich. No, he was not rich. He worked hard. He was uh, he was in um, the airline industry out there in the like the baggage world and like the the logistics part of it. Just working. He he didn't. He wasn't some multimillionaire. Who he instead just made sound long term investment real estate. He said something to me that I found interesting, um, and it's something you and I talk about often, which is. The value of his real estate is is not that important to him. It's just a number on a piece of paper until he sells it. So if he buys something to hold it long term uh, and the cash flow is good and he knows what he's making every year, why does he care what someone thinks that, that the value of that Correct. property is? For him, he bought it because it provides cash. And if you do that, I, th- I think it's the most sound investment uh, and the, sound, the soundest way to become wealthy through real estate. 
you can try to time the markets and kind of ring that register. There's no shame in that. But the truth is, you've exited then, and you're no longer on that path to long-term generational wealth when you do that. So there's some drawbacks to selling, and there's some real strengths to just buying and forgetting about it and just collecting those checks and letting it pay off. He's such an interesting guy, and you know, whenever we have clients like that, you know, sometimes it, you know, it, it, it's we learn stuff from our clients sometimes. All the time, you know. And he's he's one of those people. And when you see someone that's so kind and just respectful, and um, you know, then you see what he's done, you know, over, you know, I don't, I don't know, but say thirty years of real estate investing, and I don't know right. how long it's been, and you know how successful he's been in doing it. But at the same time, you know, he's built this this massive portfolio of wealth. But then, you know, he comes in and, you know, we pray together for her, for her meals. Right. And, you know, he asks about your family and, you know, just such a good, a good guy. And I think it's because greed was never part of the equation. Right. It was never part of the equation. Ringing the register somewhere he could go buy, uh, a, you know, a, a, a fancy a, car, a fancy car, right. or, you, know, yeah. you know, do something that was never part of the equation. This he, guy could be driving a new Lambo each day of the week. You know, easily afford. He could he could be driving a Ferrari on Monday and a Lamborghini on Tuesday, and you know, a Range Rover on Thursday. I guarantee he drives something like a Chevy Silverado or something. You right. Know? I mean, he he lives the right way, and there's such comfort in these these clients that we have who have made it to this point in their their careers and their investment path. It's really interesting to see the relaxation. I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's like their shoulders have dropped. It's like there's a burden oh, is, that's man. not it's a, on It's them. a chill that's just. There is. I mean, you can tell. Yeah. And that that's what the long-term investors um, that we see who have bought and truly held, that's what they get out of that. It's not just the money. It's a, it's a surety in life that their kids mm-hmm. are going to be okay, that their grandkids are going to be okay. And that's, that's a neat thing to get. And the only way to do that that we see for sure is through long-term hold. You can make a lot of money flipping real estate. You can also lose a lot, and you can also not build wealth that way. You can get rich, but you're not going to build wealth. So. Well, if you're an investor, I mean, there's again, you know, consult a, a you know a tax accountant, and you know, there's there's lots of you know, you really have to manage money if you're if you're doing a lot of transactions where you're buying and selling. You know, there's a tax liability if you're if you're not doing your personal home, you're doing an investment home. Right. You know, where you spent the money somewhere else and then you get to the end of the year and you've got this huge tax burden. I mean, there's set it and forget it is really, really the, the most sound and easiest way to, to get, get to wealth. And like I said, it's amazing what making good decisions over just a short period of time will do. You know, I mean, I, I can't believe that, you know, you've been in this for what, 22, three years, you know, I've been in it for 20 years, you know, that time goes by fast. So you started really when you were five fast. years old. You're 27. I think that I just turned six. I think I was. <laughs> I think I was. I just turned six. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I think that was a great you know, summary. By the way, that's a perfect summary. The the way you just rounded that up, because it's true. And time goes fast, especially when someone else is paying down your mortgage for you. Time goes fast. You don't have to think about it. Correct. You got a management company managing it. You you got no worries in life. You know. I mean, nothing goes. There's risks in everything. There's bumps in the road. Don't get it, get me wrong there. I want to make sure that that's there clear. There always will However, be. However, this can be a 
fairly smooth path when you get professionals involved to help you and you can just kind of set it and forget it and build wealth. So we understand ringing the register. There's nothing wrong with that. There's a lot of tax burdens with it. It's complicated, um, but we understand it. With investment properties, we believe in long-term holding of real estate, period. Whether the market's up, down, sideways, whatever it's doing, we believe in holding it because those are the known numbers. It's getting paid off. It's bringing in cash. With your personal house, we suggest before you sell, just analyze it, consider keeping it as a rental. It's a great way to build wealth without having to spend money. It's a great way to build wealth. And keep, um, you know, uh, holding on to your spouse and keeping your kids happy at the top of that list also. Sorry, you that know, is the most uh, important. It is, you know, because we, we just we just sold, you know, we sold at the at the first of the year and, you know, it could have went smoother. I mean, it, it, there, there were a lot of bumps and, you know, you get in the middle of it and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, my my kids are having to put up with this. And, you know, I mean, I've, sure. I'm, I've moved into a disaster zone where we were still remodeling our house. And, you know, thankfully my wife, you know, supported, supported that. And, you know, my kids are, I mean, as long as they're getting to watch, you know, Cinderella and, and Aladdin, you know, they're going to be happy, but, but it's a lot. So, you know, again, we believe in holding of real estate and, you know, the grass is always greener on the other side. So, you know, really, really analyze, you know, what you're doing with your personal house or your investment homes. Yeah. Great. Well, that's our show for today. The real estate market continues to be on fire. That's what raises these questions. We're happy to talk it through with you. We believe in holding of real estate. We believe in keeping it boring. We believe in set it and forget it. Work with professionals that have good reputations. All that stuff that we always preach, please hit subscribe down below and turn the notifications on. We're going to continue to pump out uh, content. This guy loves TikTok. He's going to be posting TikTok videos, and who knows what he's going to be doing. It's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. But we really enjoy um, you know having you as you part of this nuts. podcast. I'll show you nuts. Want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. <laughs> but uh, but anyhow, till next time. Happy investing. <laughs>